Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Most, I mean, think about all day long, coaches are knowledge workers. You are paid to produce with your brain and with your heart, really, right? You're, in get, you're investing in young men, you're building them up, but you're also tacticians, you're, you're solving problems all day long. Well, a lot of that now requires you to sit in front of your computer um, or sit in front of a screen and watch film. Coaches, at this time of the year, I always like to give you things, obviously, that are going to be helpful to your team, but I think it's a good time to focus on ourselves because we've come through a stressful period of the season with coaching that does take a toll on our body, both in the way that uh, we recover, get sleep, our nutrition, all those things. I know when I would come out of a season, ultimately, I was always up 10 to 15 pounds. There was rarely a season where I wasn't. Sometimes I was up even more. Uh, just because of some poor habits that creep into your life. And we're going to give you five ways to clean up your physical health and maybe even lose some weight. And joining me to discuss that is the founder of AIM7, a former sports scientist for the Houston Texans and a number of colleges, Eric Quorum. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512 812- 814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way 
to customize the ideal fundraiser with options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Rays has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalrays.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. Eric, always great to be able to talk to you about this. I know you and I talk quite a bit off-air, but it's always great to have you here on the podcast. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And you know, having spent almost 16 years in that world from doing everything from strength conditioning to sports science and even one stop where I was director of football ops, I totally get it. Like the season is a grind um, and it takes a toll. And, you know, a couple little bad habits here or you got too much time in the office and you don't get to take care of your physical health in the end of the season. You're like, oh, I feel bad. I need to get back on track. I know a lot of a lot of teams have like competitions or coaches have like, you know, betting pools. And, and so I want to try to give you guys some, some more sustainable ways and some real North star metrics that you can shoot for to, to get back on track after the season. Yeah. And you have boiled it down really to to five things that we're going to focus on here. So let's get right into it. What's our first one. Yeah. The first one is strength training, believe it or not, like lifting weights. And the reason I say that is, you know, a lot of times it's like, okay, I want to lose 10 pounds. And so guys start hitting the Stairmaster and the treadmill. All those things are great. Like we want our hearts to tick, right, for a long time. The problem is, is you, you'll end up getting in a calorie deficit, which is good. That's guys will automatically do that. And then they'll start doing all this cardio. What happens is they'll end up losing weight, but they lose body fat and muscle. And then sometimes they end up just a smaller version of what they were before. You know what I'm saying? And so when you are losing weight and you're in a caloric deficit, you need to lift weights. Now, you don't have to go do cleans and all this kind of stuff, machines. It doesn't matter. Just lifting weights. Why? It helps spare muscle tissue. Uh, When you're lifting weights, you're recruiting the muscle tissue through the, the neuromuscular system, and it's stimulating these these muscle tissues and it's telling the body Hey, I've got to hold on to this because I'm being required to lift some heavy crap right now. And so heavy is relative. Um, If you haven't been doing any resistance training at all, body weight, dumbbell workouts are great. But eventually you want to start doing at least two total body strengthening sessions a week where you hit all the major muscle groups, legs, chest, back you know, quads, glutes, hamstrings. So that could look like a leg press, chest press, pull downs. And you're going to want to shoot for about 10 at the minimum hard sets per week per muscle group. So what does that mean? Like you're thinking, man, I'm in the weight room forever. No, like if you do a leg press uh, and you break it up into three sessions across the week, you're hitting your quads and your hamstrings and your glutes. So you're hitting all those muscle groups at once. So you do a couple warm-up sets, maybe do three to four hard working sets on Monday and Friday. You're almost all the way there. You do hit the leg extension, leg curl, you're done. But that's it. From a strength perspective, resistance training is one of the absolute best ways to spare muscle when you're in a caloric deficit and you're actually going to look good, look better as the weight loss progress a process proceeds. One of the things, Eric, as, and this has changed for me over time, I know it was definitely when I was a a younger coach, I always looked at, well, geez, you know, machines, um, I'll look at what I have my athletes doing, and you still have that athlete mindset, and, you know, (laughs) 
I know now in, in my fifties, I've figured out that, uh, it, it can be very simple. I mean, for me to, to use machines for workouts and I, I have a combination of different things I will use kind of just for me to keep it fresh, but you know, uh, you're in a pinch, you don't want to be messing around, changing weights all the time that you're going to get what you need, especially, like I said, it's, it's me in, in, in my fifties, you're going to get what you need out of just moving heavy things that it doesn't have to be, you know, these, these free weights and, you know, multiple joint movements. Of course, those are good if you're able to do them. Uh, but I think the key is you can keep it simple and keeping it simple really allows you, I think, to stick with a plan a little bit better. 100%. The research actually shows that there is no difference between machines and free weights when it comes to strength, hypertrophy, and even power. So power is really just moving a force with a lot of speed, right? So like you could do, I'm not re recommending this because it could get to be a disaster, but you could do like a really fast leg press, right? There's all sorts of ways to get this done. Something else I would throw at you too is typically, I just remember like the workout's usually going to take place either early in the morning or that lunch hour, right? And a lot of coaches, I remember in the off season will pile in around lunch. So you're trying to get a lot done in like an hour. Make sure that you get a good warm up. If you have a strength coach, I'd go to that strength coach and say, hey, give me a good 10 minute warm up. That's going to make you feel better. Just in general, that's almost like the magical part if you really invest in that first warm up part. But then supersets can be very beneficial. So you could do a leg press and a seated chest press, do a couple warm ups, and then get three to four hard, really good sets. But here's the key maybe you go leg press to chest press, rest two to three minutes. You're like, man, that's a lot of time, but you need to rest longer so that you can actually push it harder. If you're just going through a circuit and keeping your heart rate up, what's going to happen? The weight's going to go down, 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 and you might as well be using those pink nylon dumbbells or whatever rubber dumbbells. You've got to actually lift something that's challenging. To that point yet. <laughs> no. Hey, well, look, man, it's all it's all like a regression. Like, you know, I'm, I'm 43. I hadn't squatted in 10 years. My back's been feeling amazing. So I started squatting again, really lightweight. I feel good. But like I was I was doing trap bar deadlifts and leg presses just fine. Right. Like I have zero ego when it comes to any of this stuff. I just want to be healthy and I want to be active moving with my kids. And, you know, especially if you got you're going to spend a lot of time on your feet. You're going to spend a lot of time in cars if you're out recruiting as a college coach. You, you want to make sure you're taking care of your body. And this is one of the best ways to do it. I know you mentioned, you know, the, the aerobic type of things, whether it's the Stairmaster treadmill. Yeah. That I think can still be a part of this, but also I think something we talked about the last time was the high intensity rather than, um, you know, high intensity intervals as compared to just 40 minutes steady state or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever that time might be. So yeah, there's the the second thing is is actually aerobic exercise. So we do need this aerobic exercise. So the five things we're going to talk about: we got strength training, aerobic exercise, being in a caloric deficit, and focusing on your protein, walking more, and sleep. And so we'll hit all these. But from an aerobic perspective, yeah, you you definitely need to make sure you're taking care of your heart. Okay, the the scientific literature, the World Health Organization, and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services recommend that all adults get 150 minutes to 300 minutes 
of what's called moderate to vigorous physical activity. Now, the weightlifting will add into some of these minutes, okay? Your heart rate ha- your heart rate has to be elevated to do this. And you know, standard, like what you're thinking of kind of just low and slow is good. That's kind of called zone two, zone three, aerobic exercise. It's going to increase your cardiac output. Your cardiologist is going to love you because your, your heart's going to be more efficient. It can beat more blood per beat, which means your heart rate's going to go down. It's going to help lower your blood pressure. So yeah, I think one long and slow session per week is really good. Then I would do a second session every week and I would try to do something that's high intensity. And there's a couple ways you can do this that are just like really easy to remember. One is called a four by four. And this is um, the most researched method of this type of high intensity intervals in the scientific literature. It's going to increase your VO2 max, which is directly related to how long you're going to live. What you would do is you would do about a 10 minute warm up on a bike or an elliptical Don't hop on a treadmill the first time you do this if you haven't been running for a long time because you will be brutally sore, okay? Pick something that you're familiar with. Then you're going to do four minutes where your heart rate is going to be 85% plus of max heart rate. For me, I'm in the 160 to 175 range. It sucks. And then you're going to rest for two to four minutes nice and easy and then do four hard minutes again. It should feel like you're not feeling very good out of uh, one to 10. It should feel like an eight to nine out of 10. I usually try to push it on my last interval and try to max out my heart rate. And I, that, that's what I want to puke and throw up, but it'll be the worst 30 and the best 30 minutes of your week. Because guess what? For every one minute you do of the low and slow, you get one minute credit towards that 150 for every one minute of the vigorous you get two minutes credit towards the 150. So if you did one low and slow for 45 to 60 minutes, and you did one of these, you'd be pretty much there. You'd hit your minimum requirement for the week. Again, your cardiologist is going to love you. Another thing you could do is something called a Tabata. This is also rough. Uh, You could do 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off for 10, like 10 sets. Rest two or three minutes. Repeat that three to four times. It'll be the worst 20 to 30 minutes ever, but uh, you'll knock it out. And um, these high, these high intensity types of training are very safe all the way up to people that are, you know, elderly, um, as long as you kind of build up. So don't go four by four the first time. If you haven't been doing it, maybe just do two hard sets. Great. And then just do a nice walking session. So the aerobic part is important, Keith. With, the four by four, uh, I may have missed it. What's the rest interval in between those? Two to four minutes. If you if you're just bringing it down to a certain point. Yeah, like a zone two, like just just nice. Like let's say you're on a bike, you would just do a nice easy pedal to recover, and then you know when it's time to go, you turn the intensity up and you go for four minutes pretty hard. Now four minutes is a long time, so it's it's not a sprint. It's an, a, if a sprint from an intensity perspective, if a sprint, a 10 second sprint is 10 out of 10, this is like an eight to nine and you should be uncomfortable and you should be sweating and hurting. It's a very effective strategy though, for heart health. And you're going to burn quite a bit of calories. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective. So I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. 
This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com demo and mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. I, I think all really useful information uh, and uh, a good recipe there so far for the things we're talking about. The next one is caloric deficit yeah so for the most part unless you've been if you're listening to this and you've been dieting for a very long time there's some people that chronically undereat. i would recommend getting back up to a caloric maintenance and we'll talk about how to calculate this later uh, but for most of the people listening you're going to want to get into a 20 to 25 percent caloric deficit of your what's called total daily energy expenditure uh, I like to use the revised Harris-Benedict equation. You're like, I don't want to remember that. Don't worry, we'll give you a tool at the end so that you you can plug this in really easy. But you got to be in a caloric deficit, okay? And I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Don't make this, I'm going to go six days and then I'm going to cheat all day Saturday or whatever. It, this is not going to work. Because what you'll do is you'll look at the week, Monday through Saturday, or Monday, you know, Monday through Sunday, and you'll average the calories out across the week if you track them. And you'll find that you really were never in a caloric deficit. If you ate 8,000 calories on Saturday, you know, I had my cheat meal or whatever. Like, I would say, just like you would with your athletes, if you're going to do this, pick a discrete time frame. I'm going to go for the next three months. And then when it's over, I'm going to hit X amount of pounds. And then I'm not going to just go back to the way I was before. There's something called reverse dieting where you slowly bring your calories back up. You'd add two to 300 calories a week until you get back to maintenance. And I'm happy to uh, talk about that later. So you got to be in a caloric deficit. And the other thing I would say is like, people are like, well, what do I, what about carbs? What about fat? The only thing I would focus on is protein. So I would be like, here's my calorie goal for the day. And I need to make sure I'm hitting my protein. The carbohydrates and fats really don't matter. I mean, you can blend them up however you want. The reason protein is important is when you're losing weight, consuming more protein can spare more protein in your muscles. So a standard kind of rule of thumb is 0.8 grams per pound of body weight. So if you are a 200-pound male, that means you're going to be at least getting 160 grams of protein per day. And uh, you can get a there's a lot of different apps out there. Carbon is a really good calorie tracking app. You can get my fitness pal, whatever. And you just go, okay, I'm going to be in this deficit. I'm going to make sure I hit my protein and my um, calorie goals and choose foods that you like. In calculating the body weight, something I've, I've always wondered, and I don't know if I've ever been able to find anything definitive. So when you're calculating your body weight, you know, is is that lean muscle mass or just total body weight? Does it make a difference? Oh, yeah. I would just take total. For, you mean for protein? 
like when you're doing the 0.8 grams, yeah, just look at your total body weight. Uh, it's just really simple rule of thumb. You can go up to one gram if, or even higher if you find that protein is really satiating and it keeps you full, which a lot of people do. You know, you can eat so much protein, you start getting the meat sweats and it's no fun. But like, you know, especially if you're traveling or you're recruiting or whatever, like you can be at a hotel and get some eggs and then you could bring like whey proteins are really great way to kind of cheat code this if you're on the road, right? You I, get little snack bags and pack them before you leave or keep it in your vehicle. And then just make sure at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're, you're eating enough protein. That's the key calories, protein, and then the carbohydrates and fats, you know, you can blend up however you want. I will say this is like just a couple other rules of thumb to follow. Eat the rainbow. When you look at your plate, it should have a lot of colors on it different vegetables, different fruits. You're going to get a lot of different micronutrients that are just going to help you feel better. It's going to help you be more resilient to stress. That's really critical. Make sure you're trying to get some fat in your diet, like the things like olive oil, nuts, seeds. Don't overeat peanut butter. It's really easy to do. You know, one spoon turns into like a thousand calories on the third or fourth one. We all, we all know it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, that was good. I got another one, you know, and before you know it, you're like 800 calories deep. Transitioning into the, the next idea is walking. I think walking, man, is so productive. I like if it's not a windy day to take calls. If I know I'm going to be on a, a call, it doesn't require me to sit in front of a screen. I like to take calls while I'm walking. Uh, I love to, we've, we've talked about on the podcast before getting that, you know, morning sun. So I love when the, the sun rises, which right now is later, much yeah. later than it was in the summer, but you know, to, to, to get out and, and walk for a little bit there. And I know even, uh, you know, I'm reminded of a podcast we did with Ola Adams, who just um, became a defensive backs coach at Indiana, how during the pandemic, he took his player meetings to walking meetings. And to him, that was magic. I think walking uh, is, is something we undervalue. Again, one of those things, maybe we think, well, you know, old people walk. Man, I think it's, if you think about all the things that we're talking about, a couple hundred years ago, we wouldn't have to think about minus maybe the food. Why? Because we were doing jobs that were more physically demanding, right? Nowadays, you have to be intentional about all this because we make our living most. I mean, think about all day long. Coaches are knowledge workers. You are paid to produce with your brain and with your heart, really, right? You're, in get, you're investing in young men. You're building them up. But you're also tacticians. You're, you're solving problems all day long. Well, a lot of that now requires you to sit in front of your computer or sit in front of a screen and watch film. So you got to get out and walk. There's a new literature out right now that shows that that 10,000 steps rule is maybe not as far off as we thought. About 8,800 steps a day is kind of this benchmark for longevity and cardiovascular health. And Keith, I'm with you, man. I've started doing morning. I've started taking less calls on Zoom and doing more phone calls. And I think it was like yesterday I hit 10,000 steps by 11 a.m. Uh, I hit 15. The other, and most people, now I'm talking to people that are doing, you know, phone calls more. I'm just like, let's go old school, man. And the other thing too is I understand we're moving into the winter months um, and people maybe listening. It's like, that's unreasonable. I live in a place where there's a lot of snow. I would just say this, get outside at least once or twice a day for your circadian health. That's a whole nother discussion. As long as it's not a hazard to your health and you're not like at 50 below, bundle up. You're just going to feel better. Just go outside for a walk. 
but yeah, hitting those steps, it's going to help with something called non-exercise thermogenic activity and NEAT. Why is this important? Because it's going to help you burn more calories throughout the day. When you're just sitting, it's just really, sorry, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. I don't know why I blew that one. You're just going to feel better. Uh, you're going to burn more calories throughout the day and anything I saw another paper recently. Anything is better than sitting. Standing is better than sitting. Sleeping is better than sitting all day. You can do uh, something else. I'm just a little bonus here for you. Something called exercise snacks. Every 30 to 45 minutes, if you're in your office, get up and do 10, 15 squats, you know, 10 wall pushups. Why? There was some research done out of the University of Texas that found that if you didn't move enough during the day, and you did like a one hour workout, the people that didn't move enough didn't have the same metabolic response to a 45 or 60 minute running session as people that move frequently throughout the day. How scary is that? Their blood lipid profiles didn't change as much. You are designed to move. God gave you two legs for a reason. So we just got to figure it out. I pace around my office sometimes. I'm in Houston. It's rainy. Sometimes it goes days or I'll just walk around my desk while I'm on a call. You'll rack up a ton of steps. People may think you're crazy, but who cares? You're gonna live long. Yeah, I, I do it all the time. You know, I'm I I work remotely, work from home. We have my wife laughs at me because every day she'd be like, Why is there a pile of dust right here? I'm like, Well, I was walking around and I decided to take the smob with me too. <laughs> and I'll rack up a lot of, you know, I'll rack, if it's a day with a lot of phone calls, I'll rack up a, a lot of steps that way. But I still love being able to, to get out and get the light, it, it, it is so much better, you know, even though we're getting to the point here in Avon Lake, Ohio, where you got to bundle up a little bit, but I, I really believe it's done a lot for me just in terms of, of my overall health. And I, I think mm. mental health too. I mean, you can't sit in an office in front of a screen all day. And, you know, we do that when we're coaches. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, like, you know, during the season game planning days where it's like, shoot, I didn't, I didn't leave this seat. You know, I walked down the hall and got a cup of coffee and that was it. It's not healthy. You're going to be a much better coach. You're going to be able to think uh, a walking also places you in something called optic flow outside, not on a treadmill. And it's going to help you solve problems. There's actually a, 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 a therapy, a therapeutic modality called EMDR. Have you heard of this? It's like, it's light board. It's have a light, a board, and there's this light, kind of like old school night rider that goes back and forth. And this came out of they found out that when people are in optic flow, moving through their environment, their eyes move left and right. And when they'd ask people to process very difficult trauma from their past, they could process it more effectively. Think about how many problems you've solved on a walk or difficult things you've worked through. So it dampens fear centers in your brain too. So going out on a walk is therapeutic. It's going to help you burn more calories. You're going to feel just better in general. And I promise you're going to come back and be able to attack your work with a little bit more ferocity. Uh, so every 90 minutes or so, maybe just I have one of these little timer things. It's like 10 bucks on Amazon. I put it on my desk. I'll do a 90 minute work sprint. And then I'm like, oh, got to get up. I'll go walk around the block twice. Come back to work. Yeah. Love it. I have I live on <laughs> the street I live on is called winter circle um just because of that i'm probably never moving i think it's a great street to live on you know great address but it's it's literally one lap around here is uh, a mile right oh it's perfect perfect it's you know and try to get that 
as close to 15 minutes as I can. If the dog's with me, he usually screws that up, but it's an easy thing to do. Like take, take a lap. I love it, man. That's great. So we mentioned in this, this last part a little bit, circadian rhythm, uh, you know, sleep rather than just sitting in a chair. And I think for me, especially as a young coach, that part sleep was undervalued. It was being in that mentality of the grind. I'm going to get, you know, I only need four hours of sleep. Um, I mean, that, that crushed me every year by the end of the season, but you know, I think in, in, for me now, you know, it's been a hard habit to break. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, you know, I do like getting up early and uh, you know, so that means I got to be disciplined about getting to bed a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. just to get the right amount of sleep. So what are the recommendations there? Yeah. First of all, getting up early is great, man. I actually was texting a buddy of mine. I got a text from him at six something this morning. He, he coaches in the NFL. He's like, Hey man, sorry. I didn't respond last night. It was like he was in bed by 830. I was like, dang. And uh, so anywho, like it can get done even at the, you know, quote, highest level, right? People still can go to sleep. From a weight loss perspective, it directly impacts your hunger hormones, leptin and ghrelin. So when you consistently sleep less than seven hours a night, the literature shows you overeat almost four 100 calories a day. And we all know like when you don't sleep, like you start snacking and grabbing for food, it's your, your self-control goes out the window. Think about how many calories that is over a week, how easy it is to gain weight, right? You just start grabbing at a few things and before you know those extra 400 calories just start stacking up. Also, when you're sleep deprived, your rest, your fasting blood glucose levels increase, which make you less insulin sensitive and increases your risk of type 2 diabetes, and it impairs your metabolism. It's also going to inhibit your ability to just adapt to global physical and mental stress. For your athletes, believe it or not, there is some literature in um, youth athletes that less sleep equals more injuries. We do know that it inhibits your neuromuscular function, so your athletes definitely need to sleep more. And then two nights of restricted sleep, like sleep deprivation in a row, Even 19 or 20 hours of consistent wakefulness where you haven't slept is equivalent to being legally intoxicated from a, from a vigilance perspective. So coaches, like my challenge for you is, is, and I've always just thought this, like the coaches are the, the high performers on the team, you know, the the players play, right. And you got to have your players in, in great position, but coaches also call plays and you guys are, you guys create the storyline in your head for how this game is going to play out. And there's critical decisions that need to be made. And you always want to be at your best in those moments. And, um, you know, if we really think of it as a team game, we need to be doing as much as we would expect of our athletes. Um, I'm not trying to guilt or shame anybody by any means. I'm just trying to kind of give you a perspective that may you may be able to kind of go, you know what, that makes a lot of sense and kind of give you a little more fuel in the fire. So the minimum amount of sleep you should be aiming for each night is seven hours. Uh, research shows that we overestimate our sleep by about 30 minutes. So if you, you know, going to 11, going to bed at 11 and waking up at, you know, six is not going to get you seven hours. It's really going to get you six and a half. So you need to be in bed trying to sleep for at least seven and a half hours to get that amount of sleep that you need. If you do these things consistently after the season, figure I want to get my life kind of my, my health, my, the way I feel my brain, everything kind of back on track. Strength training a couple times a week, a minimum of twice. 
uh, the aerobic training, at least one long and slow, one hit session, get trying to hit that 150 minute threshold, walking more, trying to hit that 8,800 steps a day. If you're at 5,000 right now, go to six. I mean, you don't have to do this all in one night. Okay. Like it doesn't, that, that'll lead to burnout. So maybe you just this week, you're like, I'm going to pick one thing I'm going to improve at and hit it every day. Maybe it's the walking and then pat yourself on the back and be like, I took a great step. And then the next week, do another thing. And the next week, do another. There's the caloric deficit and the 0.8 grams per pound of body weight and protein. And then getting seven hours of sleep each night. Those things alone will not only change your body composition, it'll change your life. Like You'll just feel and operate at another level. And I talked to coach, I don't know, was it last week that we were going back and forth on this? So if you if you know, I, I have this company called AIM7. We turn your wearable technology data into health and human performance solutions for busy people like y'all. And in this app, it's pretty much everything that we just discussed. Full-fledged workout programs that can adapt to whether you have body weight, dumbbells, kettlebells, full equipment, 30 minutes, 45, 60 minutes. All the calculators in there for moderate to vigorous physical activity, your steps, like all that stuff's in there. What we have decided to do is, is to build like a, a, a guide that y'all could use that encompasses all this. And we're building a, a calculator online. We'll be able to go in and punch in your height, your weight, your age, a couple other things, and you'll get your calories, your protein based off of how many pounds you want to lose a week. So if that's interesting to you, coach is going to put a a link in the show notes that you can't get this by going to the app store Our apps on the app store, but you can only access this stuff by going through our website, using the link that we gave coach. And if you want to do an annual subscription to aim seven, we'll give you this manual to be 97 bucks for the year. That gives you all your workouts. We got a nutrition library in there where we have a, a registered dietitian teaching you about all these different things, the impact of alcohol, all the sleep stuff we talked about, and there's a seven-day free trial, so you can try it for free to see if it fits your needs. And if a monthly subscription is more up your alley, if you use the code COACHGRAB, all caps, when you check out, you can get 25% off your first month, but it's $12.99 a month. But the the the, the plan comes with the, with the annual program. The app is uh, amazing. I, I talk, anytime there's an update pushed, it's, to me, it never feels like a small update. It's like, oh, wow, did you guys really... This is cool. This new feature, and you know the way this has just progressed, even you know over the course of a year, it's been amazing. I've been using it since the beginning, and it's made a difference for me. It when something you know doesn't feel right, I have the data right there. It tells me you know where I'm at. I get my daily recommendations for what should I focus on this particular day. I thought the uh, you know the new. The, the workout feature where it will tell you what to do and then it allows you to adjust that. So uh, for example, you know, lower body workout for me, it's recommending back squats. Well, I don't quite have, you know, and this is the surgery is years old, but I have a little bit of, of scar tissue there. I can't do uh, back squats um, because of, of my you know, knee replacement. So I do like goblet squats with a kettlebell, like it, it will adjust with, to your equipment needs where you're at, which I always thought I would get derailed during recruiting and having to travel. And, you know, I don't have access to the same things. Well, now it'll adjust it for you. It'll, it'll allow you to do that. I mean, it's just amazing when you think about simplicity and everything now, 
you know, there used to be a lot of apps I would use uh, and, and every, you guys are bringing everything that you might need for health and wellness and mindfulness and all those things under one umbrella in the AIM 7 app. I think it's been amazing and uh, I highly recommend it. I think if I can, I can't imagine what this would have done for me, you know, years ago when mm. I was actively coaching and, and every year I would, you know, come off the season completely derailed. And truthfully, you said it, it, it affects your performance as a coach. It affects your ability to make decisions, build relationships, all those things when you're not right individually. Yeah, a coach, I, I thought about myself and a lot of the people on our team are either former coaches or former pro athletes. And these guys are software engineers now, they're product designers. It's super interesting. And so first of all, I thank you for the kind words. But we talk to, to folks like you every single day and we're like, what can we build to make your life super simple? And so I really appreciate it when you say, like, these, we got stuff coming out that's going to freaking blow your mind in the spring. A level of coaching and interaction that's never been delivered to the market, but it's taken us two years to just build this one little thing that you're going to go, holy crap. Like, I don't want to go into it right now, but I think you saw a sneak peek back in the spring or back in the summer, but it's, um, it's a level of personalized coaching that would cost you hundreds of dollars a month wrapped into the app, and that'll be for free. So I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk and share. Um, it's there's a I have a passion for coaches because I think y'all make the biggest impact. You have the biggest impact on on people's lives. And I just want to see um, I have a lot of friends in, in the coaching world still. And I still do some coaching on the side as well. And I just think that's the greatest. I mean, what did Billy Graham say? Like, you're going to have more impact as a coach than any him getting up on national television because you are with these guys every day. And I just want to see you be your best and not have to sacrifice your health in the process. Well, I, I definitely appreciate what you guys have done, what you continue to do. I'm always excited when you talk about whale, you see what's happening in spring because uh, that never disappoints. Uh, but thank you for taking the time and, and joining us. I think you provided a, a ton of great information for our coaches. I'll put all those links that Eric mentioned in the show notes. And, um, you know, you're welcome back anytime as as you have some new things for us. I think it's something that is very useful to our coaching community. So thank you for all you do. And thank you for taking the time. You got it. Thank you, sir.